What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Final Round Podcast. How's it going, Nick? Pretty good, man. So we're uh, we're jumping right into it. We just got done recording episode six, and uh, we're jumping right into episode seven right away. Um, as you heard before, uh, Hurricane Florence kind of fucked with our schedule a little bit, so we're we're going to try to give you guys three episodes tonight. Um, please let us know what you guys think. We're now on Twitter, Final Round Eleven on Twitter. Um, Final Round Podcast eighteen at gmail.com is our email address. We're extremely excited um, to, to get back to what we were doing. Like I said, the storm really, really fucked with our schedule, and uh, you know we hope everybody that was impacted by Hurricane Florence is okay. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. We know there's a lot of people affected by it. There's a lot of deaths um, and, and impacts from the storm. So we, we, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, but we're back on the air now, um, and we're ready to ready to get back to our normal schedule. So uh, we're excited that you're with us. We're excited that you're supporting us. We got a lot of people supporting us. A lot of people reaching out. So I appreciate everybody's support. Um, it's it's been truly humbling to have so many people reach out to us and say that you know they're they're behind us 100 percent um, and and they're supporting us. So again, thank you. This is why we do it. We love MMA. Uh, we want to we want to get out there and, and try to get our message out to everybody and our thoughts and everything like that. So we're, we're truly um, honored to do this. So episode seven kicked off. This one's going to be a, a UFC 229 preview. All of our thoughts on UFC 229. This one's especially special to me because I'm a, I'm a huge Connor fan. Um, love me or hate me for it. I'm a huge Connor fan. This one is going to be a special episode. I'm bringing a lot of intensity to this, as is Nick, and uh, we're, we're we're excited about this one. So, Nick, I'm gonna put you on the on the hot seat right away. Give me your initial thoughts from from the press conference that took place yesterday to where you are today, to to leading up to UFC 229. What are your thoughts? And and, and let's just go. Let's just dive right into it. It was just weird with no people at the fucking press conference. It was. I had to be. It was, was kind of. It was kind of. Ever didn't have fans there. I think so because I think you know. I think I'm sure there was a time they didn't have you know the press conference. I mean they you know they were weighing the guys on the you know bathroom scale or some shit you know, <laughs> or just taking their word for it you know like they used to, you know I've got a 400 and 0 record <laughs> and I weigh and I only weigh 185 pounds. Yeah. But it was you know it was. Connor brought his, his A game. He was expecting people to be there. He was tweeting out that, you know, no, it's open to the public. Everybody can come in here. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, man. Connor, love him or hate him. I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a huge Connor fan. Connor's my favorite fighter. I've followed Connor since before he was in the UFC. Connor is 100% my favorite fighter. Um, and you guys can call me a noob. You guys can call me whatever you want. The record speaks for itself. What he's done in the UFC speaks for itself. And uh, I, I like the suits. The, the rest of the, the get ups he wears. The Hawks like, McGregor line, man. That's fucking insane. Fucking insane, man. But the, yeah, the, when he's, you know, he looks like Brad Pitt and Fight Club. <laughs> the, the press conference was extremely weird with no people there. And I, and I think it was weird because Connor feeds off of the. Fans. Yeah, when they're, they're cheering or booing or whatever the fuck they're doing, he's, he, that's not that he wasn't. Pump for for it without people. You know, I was watching ESPN before the the press conference took place, and everybody, Ariel Hawani and Chael Sonnen, are like, 
you know, we don't know what Connor's going to be like. You know, he doesn't have fans to rely on. We think he's going to be kind of subtle and humble. It no. was a complete fucking opposite. No, he was, Connor he was full out. on Connor McGregor yes, mode. 100%. So, my and, question to you. Well, before before yeah, that, Khabib, yeah. Khabib tried to keep up with the trash talk, but <laughs> that's just not covered in Russia. No. You know. So, and that's that's a perfect kind of segue to my question. Connor's style is, I'm going to be very honest, Khabib is the worst statistical matchup for Connor. Khabib is absolutely the worst stylistic fighter for Connor. Connor did the same thing to Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez is a great wrestler, but he was able to get into his fucking head and Eddie wanted to stand on the feet. So my question to you is, do you think that Connor got in Khabib's head enough to make him want to ditch the wrestling and stand up with this guy? No. Okay. Was no. it close? I'm sure the I'm sure the thought entered his mind, but at the end of the day, he's going to do what he knows, mm-hmm. and he's looking for a fucking takedown. Yeah, I'm sure he he might have even taken somebody down when he got back to his <laughs> hotel, and you know just fucking beat the shit out of them. But yeah, and I think you know part of the you know like I said you know they don't teach trash talking in Russia. I think I think that that might actually help could be where he's you know where it doesn't phase him as much as it does like it did Eddie Alvarez or, or I think it, I think it did, you know, I think it, I don't want to say it ended Aldo's career, but it it ended his aura of invincibility. You know, he, he's not been the same fighter since. And, and and you can say that's because he's getting older, but it, he's, he's not the same guy. Yeah. So what I thought was interesting was I didn't know how Connor's mood was going to be. First off, Connor shows up late, which was expected because Connor literally he does what he wants to do. Yeah. The OC doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. I don't care what anybody thinks about Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor owns the UFC. He's got him by the balls. Yeah, he's he is their their top money maker. He mm-hmm. is what Ronda Rousey was before him, and and Brock Lesnar, and a, and a handful of other guys. Chuck Liddell. He he's what they're hanging their hat on. Mm-hmm. They, you know, if he didn't sign this this six fight deal. They're not. They're not going to go out of business tomorrow. But they're going to make that four million dollars they paid to the Fertitta brothers back a lot yeah. faster with yeah. Conor McGregor on the on the payroll. So Conor shows up late. The first question is the, the and I'm not even kidding. The first question is, you know, Conor, what do you think of fans not being here? And Conor responds back with, "If I was an owner, I would want fans here." And you could kind of see, and throughout the whole press conference, I think there was a. There was some di- dialogue between Connor and Dana that was kind of weird. It was kind of a weird dynamic. Yeah. I, I feel like Connor was saying basically "fuck you" to the UFC without Dana White really without, responding. Yeah. Connor, I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but Connor started his own his own whiskey brand called the Proper Twelve. Um, Connor went on Instagram after the the press conference and, and showed a picture of him holding up a glass of it. And he said a, a toast to the Fertitta brothers, and he left out Dana White. So it makes you wonder, what's the dynamic between Dana and Connor? Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's with a lot of fighters. You're you're finding out, especially now that the Fertittas have been gone, is that is they were close to some fighters, mm-hmm. and Dana's close to some fighters, and sometimes that overlaps. And then there's those guys that. Well, you know, I'm more of a Fertitta Brothers guy, mm-hmm. or I'm more of a Dana guy, 
And I think uh, Tyron Woodley is a, is a prime example of that. Yeah. Dana White cannot stand him. No. But I'm sure the Fertitta brothers, you know, did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think that's – I think Connor might be in that because, hey, the Fertitta brothers were, were happy to have Connor. You know, I don't think they would have, you know, looked favorably on the, um, you know, his little Brooklyn incident either. But uh, they wouldn't have done anything different. They, mm-hmm. They'd have had him back, and they might have even had him back faster. It's it's very interesting. It's very interesting to me. It's a very interesting dynamic because Connor, like I said, Connor Connor has the UFC by the balls. And like I said, if you're not a Connor fan, that's fine. But you can't. That makes them just as much money, if not yeah, more. You cannot take away from Connor McGregor. He's the biggest name in the sport. He's the biggest name in the world, in my opinion, when it comes to combat um, athletics. And Connor, I was very interested to see how Connor's kind of mentality was going to be. I didn't. I and honestly, I didn't think he was going to be as hyped up as he was because there wasn't fans there, and he came out firing. I I thought it would be more because of the, the Brooklyn deal. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, I'll I'll be kind of behaved. I wasn't expecting him to be quiet or yeah. you know reserved or you know, all right, I'm sorry. You know, I wasn't expecting any of that bullshit. Yeah, they they got that in court. You know, <laughs> whatever circuit court he was in, in in fucking New York City, that's that's where they you know you got that, but. Um, he was you can't say anything other than he was he was full on ready to go you know he's, he did his homework he was, he was straight up rick james because he was he was back <laughs> bitches we'll get into the we'll get into the homework that connor did but um my initial reaction of the of the press conference was this connor came out firing on all cylinders um and, and khabib he couldn't keep up like you said but that's not that's not what Khabib's doing anyway. You no. know, Khabib Khabib's not interested in that. No. I think he's he was there because he, you know, he's contractually obligated to be there. If he in my opinion, if he has his choice, he's wherever the fuck he he would rather be. He's at AKA yeah. up until the fight. Connor did his best to get in Khabib's head. I think it was very visual. Every time Khabib went to talk, Connor interrupted him. Connor talked shit about his family. Connor talked shit about his country. Connor talks shit, saying that Khabib was basically trying to call Putin a liar and he was trying to disrespect him. Um, Connor did literally everything textbook wise to get into this dude's head. Um, to get any, yeah, he just he just needed a reaction. To that's what he was looking for. Yeah, he was, he, you know, and I don't know if he's got some kind of deal with fucking genealogy.com <laughs> or or whatever, you know. Fucking twenty one and me, but he, <laughs> he knew every fucking thing there was to know about Khabib. There was a point in the press conference where Khabib says, "Your English, you're, you speak English because of the the fight game changing you." And Connor actually went to Gaelic and started speaking Gaelic to him. And that was the funniest part to me was Khabib. That was really the the only back and forth that Khabib did was telling Connor that his English and and. That that even might have been enough for for Connor to know that he all right I got this motherfucker he got him there I got, him. I got him. I, I, a lot of people are saying Connor Connor won a lot of people are saying Khabib wasn't phased I'm going to say that Khabib was phased by that that interaction because Connor literally took what he said and proved him wrong right off the top right and Khabib do I think that Khabib's going to now want to stand with Connor no. Khabib's going to stick stick to his game plan. I'm sure the Javier Mendez and Daniel Cormier prepped him very well before this, saying you're not going to win this. Just mm-hmm. don't lose it. Yeah. Um, Connor did everything he could to get into his head. Now, 
to my knowledge, this is going to be the only press conference that takes place prior to the I believe so the fight week. So my initial reaction is Connor's going to do a lot of shit during fight week, oh. and, and what I mean by that is anytime Connor sees him in a hotel or any time Connor sees him out in public. Connor, I don't even think he's going to have to see him. I yeah. think you know anytime if there's a fucking camera, whether it's an ESPN camera yeah. or a you know fucking Bud and Shirley from from Idaho on vacation that week, <laughs> you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to be. Connor's going to play the mental warfare game up until they touch gloves. And and he's going to do it then too. When they yeah. go to touch gloves, Connor's going to be talking to him. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, this is the worst stylistic matchup that Connor could, could ever face because the question is, can Connor stop the takedown and can Connor lay in the left hand? Now, obviously I'm a Connor fan. I think Connor's going to win this fight and I think he's going to knock him out. Um, if Khabib takes him down, it's going to be extremely hard for for Connor to get up. Um, this is about if Connor can get him to change his game plan just up for a half a second. And so my question to you is, you, you know, I asked you if you thought of his face, but do you think there's going to be anything leading up to the fight that makes Khabib stand? Because he stood with Ally Quinta, and Ally Quinta actually rocked him. Do you think there's anything that Connor's going to be able to do to make that happen? Or is Khabib just completely set on this is the goal, this is what I'm here for, I'm going to I'm going to do what I need to do? I think the, the game plan and everybody that, that they have around Khabib is, is telling him this is what we're going to do. We're going to do what we've been doing. You know, they might mm-hmm. throw a wrinkle or two in, but, but I don't – you know, and and you get in the, the heat of a fight. Yeah, maybe you decide, no, nah, fuck it. You know, I've heard yeah. it. Maybe he thinks he's hurt him enough and, and says, well, I'll stand for a little while. And that could be, you know, the worst possible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the stylistically, you know, Khabib's going to shoot in for a takedown and Connor's looking for him to come in so he can land that left yeah. and, and put him to sleep. And, and I think it's going to – I can – depending on – what day it is, I'll give you a different answer. You know, who wins this fight? Yeah. Because that that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, can Khabib consistently land takedowns yeah. and do damage on the ground? And if he can, if he can get Connor down, um, can Connor get back up? Or is, is Connor just got, he's just got to wait it out and kind of get his timing and catch him coming in. And, and yeah. that's all she wrote because, you know, Connor's got heavy hands Yeah, and you know, I don't, you know, like I said, uh, Khabib's been rocked, but you know, he, he hasn't fought anybody with Connor's power, no. and Connor hasn't fought a, a wrestler mm. like Khabib. Well, there's not a whole lot of wrestlers like Khabib in any weight class. No. So you know, it's you know, depending on what best possible case I see for Connor is, you know, he he does get into even if it's just to annoy him, like well, this, you know, if this motherfucker doesn't shut up, yeah, you know, and that's he's got you. Mm-hmm. But you know, as far as picking a, a winner in this, I'm I'm not. I don't even know if I could. Yeah, because you know, cause, you know it, it's it really is a, a flip of a coin. I think the closest thing that Connor's fought to could be, which which doesn't do justice, is Chad Mendes. That was the fight that I was at, and he he that was over so so fast yeah. that we really we have no fucking no no idea no. And the one thing about you know. 
you know, they've been very tight lipped about what kind of wrestling training they're doing with Connor, you mm -hmm. know, and who, who's doing it with him. I mean, it might come out that it's, it's some, you know, you know, world-class wrestler, but, yeah. but they're, they're very quiet on that. He said that Sergey Pulaski is, is his wrestling coach, which is obviously accurate, but, but there was a question yesterday at the press conference was, who did you bring in? And he said, I haven't brought in anybody. Sergey Pulaski is my wrestling coach. That's who I'm training with, John Cavanaugh. Owen Roddy, who's his striking coach, um, and and that's very possible that that that's you know that that's the, the truth. Yeah, and and they might see something in in their film watching that says, oh well, we've we've got it figured out. Mm. You know, I think one thing you can guarantee is Connor's not going to throw a lot of kicks. No, Connor's going to keep a distance because if he throws the kicks, obviously that, that makes him more susceptible for a takedown. I think Connor's going to try to keep the distance and he's going to really let his hands go this fight. If Connor gets taken down early, I think that's incredibly detrimental for what he's going to try to do. I think Khabib, um, he's outclassed a lot of people and he makes a lot of people look bad. As soon as he gets him down, he makes a lot of people look bad. So I think Connor is going to have to keep the distance, not throw any kicks. Um, he's going to have to let his left hand go. Now, what I see happening is, is Khabib is going to shoot and Connor's going to land the left on his way in. And I think Khabib's going to fall. Um, Connor predicted a first round knockout. I don't know if I would say first round. I, I, I think it's within the first two, three. I would say three at the latest, two at the earliest. I don't think Connor's going to knock him out in the first round, but I think Khabib, this fight is literally about, and you said it perfectly, the fight is literally about if Connor can stop the takedown. If Connor stops the takedown, Khabib has absolutely no chance of winning. Just like if Khabib gets him down, Connor has no chance of winning. Um, well, I, th I think, you know, even if he lands a takedown or two, if Connor can weather the storm, yeah, maybe that that might do more damage than if he just control, you know, than if he works his game plan and Khabib has nothing for him, because then I mean that's Khabib's bread and butter, and if you you survive that when nobody else has, yeah. then, then I think that's going to take a lot more out of him uh, mentally, yeah, than than you know dominating him on on the, you know, while you're striking. I you know. I can see a first round knockout by Connor, but I can also see this going four or five rounds, you know, just who can who can impose their will last. Yeah. And I mean Connor has a Connor as much as he as much as he doesn't want to say, Connor has an issue with, with stamina. Um and, and he has shown in the DS fight, both fights actually, that he does have an issue with stamina. So you know Khabib is saying, I want to get this guy down and I want to really wear on him. Yeah, I want to. I want to take him. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a very interesting question, and I think that's what the world of MMA is asking right now: is can Connor stop the takedown, and can Khabib eat the left hand that Connor has? Yeah. Um, going back to the press conference, though, I think that Connor brought a lot of intensity, um, and and I really think he he did everything he could to to get into his head. Now, whether he did or not, we'll see the night of the fight, but. Khabib, I just don't think Khabib is that that dumb. I mean, we've had a lot of um, cases that we can rely back on. Eddie Alvarez is one of the best ones to rely back on. And, and Eddie Alvarez said the game plan was to take Connor down. But Connor did such a good job of getting into his head that as soon as Eddie walked into the octagon. Well, like I said, earlier, like I said, uh, for me, it was Aldo because he, he, he went from being a, a killer that nobody had an answer for to, yeah. to he's, he's a shell of – yeah. The fighter he was yeah you know he's he's got none of that back and and this is after he's knocked guys out since then and and 
one fights. He, he's he's nowhere near the the fighter he was, and and it's not an age thing. It's a, it's a men, it's a mental thing for me. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, this this is such a good card. This is taking place October sixth um, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, a lot of a lot of people thought this was going to take place at UFC two thirty um, in New York, which would have been kind of ironic, you know, if, if they were to put this fight on in New York. Um, but Connor's twenty one and three, Khabib is twenty six and zero. Very interesting matchup, um, even to the casual MMA fan. Everybody knows who Conor McGregor is, and I think a lot yeah. of people will tune in to just see Conor McGregor lose. Um, yeah, he has that kind of drawing power. He's kind of like Kobe Covington. Well, he's not like Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington, Covington is like Conor. But um, this is a very stout card. Um, Michelle Watterson and um, Felice Harrigan. Felice Harrigan kicks it off. And then you got Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov in the next fight. Open St. Peru and Dominic Reyes in the next fight. And then the fight that I think nobody's talking about is Anthony Pettis and Tony Ferguson. That, that's a that's a fight of the night um, opportunity. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be a really exciting fight. That's going to be a great fight. Um, so I, I think the UFC did a really good job of, of putting this card together. Obviously, you want to have a huge card. Sean O'Malley is on the is on the prelim, which he's an up-and-coming um, star for the UFC. So I think the UFC did a great job of building the card. Um but no matter what Ferguson and Pettis does, it's just going to be about Connor and Khabib. Oh um, yeah, this is their their show. Yeah, so because they didn't even have anybody else at the press conference, did they? No. Yeah, I mean, it not was... a single person. So I mean, Ferguson and Pettis, I mean, they're not going to get any recognition until probably Wednesday of fight week, and they make it. They, even, they make it ask two questions. I don't think. I think. Uh... I don't think you're really going to hear anything from them until the, you know the winner is calling out the winner of yeah. the Conor Khabib fight. Yeah. Nobody's going to give a fuck about anything they have to say. <laughs> you know, uh, I heard Pettis is you know he's he's kind of gone back to the drawing board and, and he's you know he's cool with going to the ground again. And Tony Ferguson is going to be more than happy to take him there. Tony Ferguson is a fucking animal, and and uh, Pettis's last win over Kiesa was absolutely just astonishing to me because, you know, he beat Kiesa at his own game. So um, I'm going to take Ferguson very comfortably in this fight. I think Ferguson, I think so too. I think Ferguson will actually he's, he's, start. I think he's a better wrestler. I think he's a better, he's way better jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a very good striker. Yeah. You know, comparatively speaking, nobody's going to, you know, nobody, nobody Anthony Pettis fights is going to be, you know, is going to be the better striker Yeah. to me. Ferguson is, is a stud. Pettis is a stud, and obviously he's a prior champion, so you got to give him that respect. But I, I just don't see yeah, Ferguson I, slipping here. Uh, Even though he, he has had some time off, um, obviously he's yeah, going ACL, tripping over a fucking cord. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see Ferguson Ferguson slipping here. And, and you can make an argument that Ferguson is the best in the division outside of Connor. I mean, because you, can, you can't really say, in my opinion, you can't say Khabib is the best in the division because he beat – the number eleven guy. Yeah, he. Whereas he, Ferguson just, yeah, he's a fucking stout dude. Um, he's beat Kevin Lee. He beat Rafael dos Anjos, um, Edson Barboza. So I mean, this, he, this, yeah, he's got a he's got a, some names on his list. Yeah, and I mean, I just don't think that Khabib. You can't say Khabib is the best yet in the division just because he hasn't he hasn't fought the talent um, that, that Tony Ferguson has or even the Conor has. I mean, you look at Conor's resume. Chad Mendes, Aldo, uh, Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. I mean, you, you look at that. Those Nate are Diaz. fucking 
Diaz. Yeah, I mean, those are top five guys that that you're looking at. Yeah, that, a lot of those guys are still in the title picture in there. Yeah, I mean, Poirier and Diaz is going to rank five. That's a great Dos Anjos fight. is Dos still Anjos. highly ranked. Um, that fight fell through, which sucks, but um, that would have been an amazing fight. Um, but, I mean, even Chad Mendez, Aldo, you know, obviously, like you said, Aldo, I think Connor changed Aldo's kind of his future he, path. Yeah, he, he, he fucked him up. And <laughs> Aldo's still a, a very dangerous guy, but that, that that killer instinct where he, you know, you know, he, he was the guy where you, you went in and you're like, oh, Jesus, what, you know, what's he going to do this time? I mean, I, I don't even have to see the highlight of him double knee and fucking Cubs wants anymore. <laughs> that is, if I get Alzheimer's, I'll still be able to remember that. <laughs> fucking poor Cubs Swanson. So give me your, I mean, I know you said that it's hard for you to make a pick and it changes every day, but just give me your breakdown of the fight. How do you think it goes and who's the winner? That, that, and that's that's why I can't pick a winner because it's to me it's you know I think Connor's going to get taken down sometime in that fight unless it's unless he fucking eldos him and, and yeah. it's over real fast. To me, it's it's if he you know how he weathers that storm that that's going to decide the fight. If he if he can't, obviously Khabib's going to going to you Just know on. if he can get back to his feet, you know one way or another. Then I think I think that's going to take something out. It could be. Yeah, I think that's a if if Connor gets taken down and he's able to get back up. Right. If he a, can do it once, that's a mental. Thing. That's gonna that's gonna play in in his mind. If he does it multiple times, that's gonna I think that's gonna crush him more than any press conference they could have. Yeah, that's a mental that's a mental block, I guess you could yeah. say. And and the same thing could go for Connor is that if Connor lands a clean, a clean left hand and, and Khabib be, just eats it. I feel like Connor's going to be like, fuck. Right. But I, to me, I think, you know, him surviving takedowns and, and being on the ground with Khabib is going to do more damage to Khabib than him landing a clean shot and not knocking him out. It's going to do to Connor. Because you can train, you can train to stop takedowns. You can't right. train to stop knockouts. No. You're either, you have a Mark Hunt chin or you have a fucking glass, a glass chin. Yeah. You can't train your chin to take a left hand right. or a right hand or a knee, but you can you can train to stop takedowns. Yeah. And and bet your ass that Connor is. Yeah. Um but Khabib Khabib's game plan here has to be get him to the ground and just control the ground. He, yeah. he there has if, if Javier Mendez, his striking coach, and Daniel Cormier and Luke Rockhold and Velasquez and all these guys, there's no there's absolutely no way they're telling this dude you can stand with him. No. And then at the opportune time, take them down. They're saying they, they might. This fight to the ground. They might work on some things like, hey, listen, if you get in trouble and it's a, you're you have to exchange, you know, some things like that. But yeah, they're they're you know, take them down. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, there's there's no reason to train to if you're you know train him as a wrestler to try and outstrike a guy whose yeah. biggest weapon is his striking. There's an aura around Conor McGregor. You know, no, I'm not gonna say nobody, but a lot of people thought he couldn't beat Aldo. And when he beat Aldo, I think that opened a lot of people's eyes. Like, Holy yeah, this fuck. guy's for real. This He's not just, just the Maldi fucking Irish guy. They thought, I think a lot of people thought he was, you know, he was Dan Hardy. You know, that's true. Where you know he's a, he's, a, he's a Maldi English guy, and then when he yeah. he gets in there, you know, we'll finally he'll he just, get beat, yeah. and then he'll kind of just fade away. 
Connor fought Diaz in the first in the first fight, and that was a uh, at UFC one ninety six March fifth, twenty sixteen. And and Diaz was able to submit him, and a lot of people keep going back to, well, if you can't fucking fight Diaz on the ground, you can't fight Khabib. But a lot of people need to understand. That's two different types of fighting. Hundred percent. He was training for RDA. RDA pulled out, and then you put in on over six feet southpaw, completely opposite fucking fighter from RDA, and with and a with a weird fucking striking fucking style. Game. Yes, Diaz is a fucking robot. You can punch him in the face as many times as you want. He's, it's very hard to finish. I, I think he would prefer you punch him in the face. <laughs> so, and that's what Connor said after, you know, he lost to Diaz. He said, I'm going to fight him again. I'm going to fight him at 170. And we're we're going to see where the, the chips fall. Mm. And Connor brought in this, the six footers and then brought in the softballs. And then you saw what happened. Mm. He, he picked Diaz apart. And a lot of people can say, oh, that was a close fight. It wasn't a close fight. Connor fucking leg kicked him to death. And he picked him apart. And he dropped Diaz multiple fucking times. And then his next fight was against uh, Eddie Alvarez at 205, and he made Eddie Alvarez look like a fucking amateur. Yeah. I mean, he, he broke him down. So Connor has this aura around him that it doesn't matter what you're good at, he's going to beat you at it no matter what. He's like the fucking Patriots. Yeah, he, he finds a way to work his game plan against your, your best asset, you mm-hmm. know, or that will negate your best asset. I guess yeah. Stuff. But yeah, he he's, you know, I'm sure it's, he's got a lot to do with it, but some combination of him and his his handlers are, you know, they're 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 probably one of the, you know, he's probably one of the smartest fighters. I, you know, I can think of, mm-hmm. you know, as far as you know, from the get go, from the time they say, "All right, we've got so and so for you to fight." Okay, he's he's already working yeah. on every aspect, not just the the in in the fight stuff. Yeah. you know, he's gonna fucking bother you. Yeah. And annoy you and harass you and you know like a fucking gnat at a barbecue until you're you're ready to snap and you do something fucking stupid yeah. and you know it's you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to figure it out but these you know and I know fighters are wired different but they they keep fucking falling for it and I think the only thing that's going to save Khabib is if he doesn't fall for it and him you know you know trying to you know well you can't even speak English yeah. neither can you motherfucker. <laughs> I I agree one hundred percent, but I, I just don't buy that none of this bothered Khabib. Oh, you, I think I think it up until he started talking about his family, nothing bothered Khabib. And then when he started questioning his loyalty to his country, and then when he questioned his father, and he, he you know we talked about his brother. He said your brother's an MMA fighter, and he got fucking killed in an under promotion. Khabib can say what he wants, but it's any human. Yeah, he's you can talk about my work, but you, when you start talking about my wife or you talk about my family, right? I'm not just saying gonna, that it didn't bother him. No, but yeah, it, you know he, him not showing it is is the best thing for him. Now, if he 100%. went if he went back to his hotel <laughs> or his home or got in the car and punched a fucking hole in a wall, then yeah, yeah, you know I I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. Yeah, but you know, Khabib, it could be the he has to he has to keep his composure and good for him he didn't you didn't really physically see him crack you saw a couple things when connor said he grabbed the mic real quick and he was like hey you know um but connor that's what connor does it's right. a mental warfare yeah and so i think that's another reason they didn't have people there is you know they didn't want to fucking ride they don't want another fucking people throwing energy drinks and water bottles at each other hmm <laughs> 
which is, you know, that's what you're going to get with Conor McGregor. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. until he goes away, it's going to be, a, you know, you better call a few more security guards. Speaking of Conor going away, that's a perfect perfect fucking transition. So Conor signed a, a six-fight um, deal with the UFC, a six-fight contract extension, um, which I thought was extremely interesting. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, Conor signs this deal. Dana White goes on record and says, Shocking. He's going to be the most paid fighter in the UFC history, which is fucking shocking. He should be. Um, but he signs a six-fight deal. So what are your initial reactions to that? Who the fuck did they give him to fight? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the, the one we've talked about is GSP. Yeah. If And I'm sure Connor's good with, like, whatever weight you want, buddy. I got cases <laughs> of this fucking whiskey I can, I can pound down. Which Proper 12 is now in a official – Sponsor of the UFC, which is fucking mind blowing to me. Yeah, they'll, they'll be on the man, just like Khabib's blood. I don't, I don't know why I'm so fucking. I don't know why I'm so shocked that Connor's whiskey is now an official sponsor. But Dana White's face when they asked him, "Is Proper Twelve an official sponsor of the UFC?" He says, "Yeah." And Connor jumped up and put a mic in his face and said, "Say it again, say it again," and he said it again. I'm just like. Connor has these motherfuckers by the balls. He he literally has these guys yeah, I'm sure that's, by the balls, man. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of his his deal, you know. He says, I'm I'm not fighting until you, you know you and he said, My logo is gonna be on every fucking canvas. Oh, holy shit. Um But Pat, you know, all right, you got GSP, maybe. Past that, who who the fuck is there? You know, if he's the champion, yeah, he's gotta make defenses. I mean, if he beats Khabib and, and Ferguson wins, I guess that's the next fight. Yeah, I mean, but at this point, I think you know it's they're you're watching a you know they're they're selling they're in the Conor McGregor business. Yeah, you're you're not watching a a lightweight championship fight or a you know middleweight championship fight heavyweight you're watching all right it's conor mcgregor and he's defending again it's the same as with mike tyson in his prime you're not yeah. watching you know it's, it's a title fight yes but you're watching the mike tyson fight yeah and they don't have anybody anybody <laughs> under contract that is that anybody is is even remotely, you know, star power wise to, to carry that. Not, not like a mega fight. It'll be a mega fight because they're fighting Conor McGregor, not right. because it's Conor McGregor and Khabib. Or... Mm. I think that the six fight contract, that's a, first off, that's a long time. Yeah. Conor's relatively active. I know mean, everybody's going to freak out when I say this. So just hear me out before you fucking hit me up on Twitter or fucking email. Conor's before this two year hiatus, Conor's a very relative, quickly getting yeah. back into the octagon fighter. Um, so I guess the fight to make is Ferguson, if Ferguson wins and Connor wins, but here's what I think is going to happen. They, two things. Well, I guess three things. You can say Ferguson's the next fight, which this takes the backseat to the next two that I'm going to say, but you got Nate Diaz fighting the UFC 230, which I think everybody wants to see the trilogy. A, a so match. I think out of these six fights, you're guaranteed a trilogy with Diaz. The second fight, I think you're guaranteed to, but there's a, there's a, stimulant behind it is that Max Holloway has to beat Brian Ortega in, in Toronto. If Ortega loses to Holloway, Holloway beats Ortega, that's the next fight for Connor. 
um, because Holloway obviously wants his chance at Connor. Holloway's a huge up and coming guy, not even up and coming. He's a fucking champion. I shouldn't say that, but Holloway, I don't think Holloway's reached his peak yet of the UFC greatest. Because when I when I say okay, you know, name UFC's top five, Max Holloway's not in that conversation just because I don't think a lot of people. Well, a lot of people don't know who he is. Right. And, you know, you have to. But the UFC can sell that Connor beat him and the way that Connor beat him. And Max Holloway is going to say, we'll put this fight in Hawaii and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think you got Diaz as one fight. You got Holloway as another. If Holloway wins, I don't think the UFC puts Ortega up against Holloway or uh, Ortega against Connor because Ortega's a fucking beast on the ground, man. Not that, Con- not that Khabib's not, but Ortega's on another mm-hmm. fucking level. So. And then you got Ferguson that falls into the line. So the six-fight extension on his contract is very interesting. And, you know, I think you Diaz, Ferguson, Holloway, and GSP. And maybe Woodley because, hear me out, there was some shit that goes back between Connor and Woodley at UFC 205 because Woodley fought Thompson on that card. And there were some – they were feeding the – literally feeding the fighters. And Connor was back eating and Tyron Woodley walked in and Connor kind of popped think- his chest out. I don't think Woodley drops the weight though. No, I think Connor would go up though. I'm sure, yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll throw you another name. Is TJ Dillashaw? God damn! I would buy that fucking fight all day. And that, you know what? No, that's that's, that's, that's perfect because it goes back to the Ultimate Fighter when Connor was saying, "Yeah, they fucking got that snake in the grass." Can, fuck you. God, that's exactly right. And and Connor can make 145. Yeah. He, doesn't, he probably doesn't want to, but he, he would easily he can, make he it. He could make it. And and honestly, I don't think Dillashaw would have have problem coming up to uh, as high as 155. No, Dillashaw's game. I'm not a huge Dillashaw fan, but Dillashaw's game. I think he's Dillashaw's game for 125, 135, 145, and probably 155. Um, not to get a, you know ahead of things, but he's he's already kind of mentioned you know being the first three division champion. That's a feat. Yeah, that 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 puts you. That gives you goat status. That's that's goat status. I don't, can. So let me ask you this: From the UFC's past actions, can he be a three weight division champion without being stripped of one? No, but when, once you win all three of them at the same time, do you really give a fuck? I'm not saying. I that, mean, you go back. You're, no, no, I'm not. You're right, but I'm just saying, like, okay, so he's the one thirty five. I think champion. George Saint Pierre did it. I'm going down the middleweight. <laughs> He's the 135 champion right now. So who does the next fight to make, apparently? So they fight, and, and Dillashaw wins. So that makes him 125-135. Let's say he says – He's okay. going to give 125 back, and then Cejudo and Johnson can fight for it for a third time, and whoever wins, you know, is there waiting for another super fight. Is it is it bad that the UFC is this predictable now? Yes. <laughs> Especially with, like, with, you know – the, the fucking population of a, of a fucking small city on their roster, that, that this is the best they can do. That, that, that literally they have, you know, 10 championship belts and fucking three guys are going to own them. So I, I was literally thinking about this the other night. I'm going to run this by you. Um, so you know how Major League Baseball has semi-pro teams. So just hear me out on this. Tell me what you think about this. What if the UFC were to create – uh, UFC semi league roster. They have six thousand fucking people in the roster right now. But what if you you move these guys 
into a semi league and you do the fucking fight nights and you do the fucking UFC fight pass and the fucking whatever you want to call it, Dana White's fucking blow me series. And you have these guys basically fight to get into the big league, which is the UFC. Now, the reason why I think this could work is because we always talk about how they promote their people. Now, if you could get people to buy into this, you could promote these guys. And then when you say, okay, Nick says, okay, my fighter, my favorite fighter of this semi league is Joe Smith. Joe Smith, if he wins this fight, he's guaranteed a fight in the UFC. What do you think about something like that? Because right now it's 6,000 people on a roster. They're fighting the undercards that you're not watching. I'm not watching. I mean, we'll, we'll watch them, but it's like. I don't even think the fucking matchmakers at the UFC are watching half these, you know, half these guys. Yeah, I mean, like the night of the counterfight versus Khabib. I mean, you'll be here. And we'll all just be hanging out. We'll be doing. Yeah, nobody's going to be paying attention right. unless something. You know, somebody sitting there. You know, one person sitting there watching it, going, "Hey, you need, hey, this fight's actually pretty good." Yeah. I think they need to cut half the people they have yeah. just off the rip. I mean, there are some of these guys I'm sure have not fought in in a while. Yeah. And you know, not to fucking get ahead of ourselves again, but BJ Penn's coming back. And BJ Penn, much like you are with Connor, I am with BJ Penn. I can watch BJ Penn fight all the time. BJ Penn's probably challenging somebody to a fight right now. Right. If they, if they offered him Brock Lesnar, he'd probably be cool with it for the first 30 minutes. They got off the plane <laughs> in Minnesota and then he'd be like, fuck it. It's cold. I'm going home. But BJ Penn doesn't need to come back to fight. Mm-hmm. They, they have more than enough people that they don't have to get BJ Penn to come and fight. Yeah. I think they need to cut, you know, and I think, I think a lot of it is, Hey, let's keep fucking Bellator from signing these guys because they might, you know, yeah, they're young and they're prospects or whatever. They might be good and they might be, you know, we might have the next Chuck Liddell or BJ Penn or Conor McGregor Mm -hmm. on our roster and not even fucking know it because we can't get him a fucking fight, but you know, once every six months. Right. I just think they got to, they got to do a better job of promoting. I mean, you and I both have said this, but they got to do a better job of promoting the fighters they do have. Yes. 100%. 100%. You know, so you know, hey, this guy, you know, has an Olympic medal, or this guy is, you know, the fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt of all time. Yeah. You know, that, that they just don't do that. And I think they need to, you know, I hate to say, you know, keep going back to cutting guys, but this, you know, maybe three strikes and you're out. You know, we don't need a guy. He's on a, you know, four-fight losing streak, but this might be the time. Right. You know, I get it, you know, fights fall through and you might need a guy, but you know, we don't need 6,000 fighters. No. I mean, that's, those guys aren't making any money. No. So they're not, they're not, they're getting probably that. barely making money to cover their training costs. And that's probably, most of that's probably coming from a real job that they're going to mm-hmm. have to take off of to go to a fight card, wherever it might be. Yeah. That, you know, you're not going to see a top quality guy because, hey, this guy's working at UPS or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that might sell some tickets if you if this guy gets a you know wins a couple fights, but it's not um you know it's the you know the UPS guy is fighting again, okay, mm-hmm. you know that that's good for some publicity in in his town. UPS might you know send him out on a fucking business meeting or something. You know, hey, this guy fights in the UFC and he works for us, but you know it's not helping the <laughs> UFC. You know, because honestly, you beat the UPS guy. <laughs> Who the fuck have you beaten? Hey, remember I beat that guy, the guy, the UPS guy. He won a He's couple never of fucks. fucking late delivering packages. Let me tell you. You know, so that's, I don't know. Just we, they need less fighters. Bellator, Bellator can't afford to sign them all. 
You know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking flood, yeah, flood them and fucking, all right, we figured out a way to take care of them. We're, we're tops again. Bellator's on it, though. They, uh, Bellator announced um, that they were going to Hawaii. Yeah, and Machido. That's a huge fucking lot. Let me tell you, Bellator going to Hawaii before the UFC, I don't care what anybody says. That's yeah, a because, huge loss for the UFC. Because, because the UFC had always been bitching about right. bringing the UFC to Hawaii, motherfuckers. Yeah. And they, and have, a guy, did it. they have another guy who lives there that they're going to have fight. Yeah. That they can parade out and say, hey, it's one of your fucking own. That's a huge loss. But you, you, yeah. You, you just have to think Dan White's like, motherfucker. Scott Coker is such a cocksucker. He was able to find a way to get to the fucking Hawaii before we could. Because you got, you know, Holloway, you got Yancey Medeiros, all these guys. Yeah. Um, it could be just like Brazil. BJ Penn. Why wouldn't you fucking go to Hawaii and bring fucking Holloway fight Ortega in Hawaii? But Yancey Medeiros against whoever the fuck he wants to fight. Well, they could have done it when BJ, BJ Penn, Penn was in his goddamn prime. Fucking Ryan you know how fucking crazy those people would have been when they play that fucking slow Holy ass ukulele shit. song and he comes fucking strutting ass out? That would have sold out in literally less than five minutes. They would have fucking burnt the goddamn islands down. They would have been like, fuck it, you can have one of the small islands. We'll move everybody yeah. to the main island. This bitch is going to sell out. Right. That's a huge loss for the OC, man. I got it, it just sucks. They got that old Pro Bowl stadium. They could fill that motherfucker up. No kidding. I mean, that's did, a great point. They did the one in the fucking desert where uh, Frankie Edgar beat him, you know? Abu Dhabi. Yeah, they built that fucking stadium. And they, then when they left, they tore it the fuck down. They built the stadium in, uh, for Rousey and Holm in Australia, right? Did they find Australia? I'm almost positive they found Australia. I believe so, because it was like time delay or whatever. They're yes. like, oh, I think Ronda Rousey lost. And they're like, yes. and then it, you know, it happened or whatever. Yes. They built the stadium, and you're right. They built the stadium in Abu Dhabi. And then Frankie Edgar for fucking BJ Penn. And then the fight happened. They tore it the fuck down because it was tore on the Ferrari test track. God damn it. Man. Because they had to sell to one of the fucking sheiks over there just to come over there. It was like, hey, I want to buy in the UFC. I want to, let's have one in my yard. <laughs> fuck yeah. The UFC fucked up. They fucked up. Bring your goats, everybody. We're having a fucking fight. <laughs> this is, that's a major loss for the UFC. Yeah, because now they go and it's like, oh, we, we, we saw. Yeah, Machida was here a couple cool. weeks ago. You can bring it all away. support him, but. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. How does the UFC not... How does the UFC not already get to wire at places? Well, I mean, there's places they go, you know, here and there, you know, or have gone over time. You're like, really? They haven't been there? They were in Moscow last fucking weekend yeah. for hunting the Olympic. And I understand, you know, Moscow is fucking Moscow, you know. I mean, that's like, hey, we're, we're doing it on the fucking Serengeti. You just watch the Tigers. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, you know, some places you got to be, I mean, haven't they been to China as well? They've been to China. You know, you've been to China, but you can, you can load Belgium. up your shit and go to fucking China, They've been but you can't everywhere. hit, you had to hit Hawaii to get to China. Fucking Delta's not making that one way. That's not a nonstop fucking flight. And if it is, fuck you. Who wants to be on a fucking plane that long? And I like to fly. You know how many, you know how many fucking movies you got to watch on that fucking thing? They've been literally everywhere. Bro. They've been to Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. But not Hawaii. You know what? Fuck Hawaii. Let's go to Nebraska. I want a steak. <laughs> I'm going to fucking watch the Cornhuskers play. Been, they have been, and I'm a veteran, but they've been to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. You know what's in Fort Bragg, North Carolina? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, well, I take that back. It's the same thing in every fucking place that has a military base. You go on the street, and it's liquor store, tattoo shop, palm sure. shop. Liquor store, tattoo store. <laughs> Pawn shop, strip club. <laughs> been to bar, bar, party. bar. Liquor store, tattoo place, pawn shop, strip club. Get drunk, make a bad decision, go get a tattoo. 
They've been to Boise fucking Idaho. Dude, we got drunk, we got a tattoo, and we got fucking married to this stripper. <laughs> but you know what would be really cool? If we could have gone to a fucking UFC fight, <laughs> then my life wouldn't have been fucked up. God damn it. Max Holloway has to be fucking pit. As soon as Max Holloway heard Bellator is coming, he's like, these motherfuckers. That might have been what caused his concussion. Or his water poisoning or whatever the fuck it was that, that yeah, he had. The got, they were like, nah, Bellator is coming next year. Hold out, bro. Bullshit. <laughs> Bam. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. You fucking son of a bitch. I'm telling I just don't look look, they're fighting Holloway's fighting Ortega in Toronto. What's a bigger sell? Holloway and Ortega in Toronto or Holloway and Ortega in fucking Hawaii? I'm Jesus gonna, Christ. I'm gonna go with Hawaii. Fuck me, right? Because Canadians, they're like, you know what? Let's go see that Hawaiian fella. Hey? <laughs> Let's go see the surfboarder from Come on. California. He's from fucking Malibu. Let's go look at his I think he's a surfer. God they got, damn. They got that, uh, that, I don't know, maybe, he, I think he lives in Hawaii. He might be Samoan. No, he's not Samoan. He's not big enough for that. Those, those people come out his size. I just don't understand born. it, man. Good for, you know what? Good for Bellator. Good for your, yeah, I mean, that's Scott Coker. I mean, the motherfucker's like... And the UFC doesn't want to go there. Yeah, fucking. And Machida's actually a good draw because he fought a, a bunch of those Rumble at the Rock shows. Yeah, you know, so it's it's and you know not to be Colby Covington, but he he is Asian of Asian descent. Yeah. So you know, so are most Hawaiians. Yeah. So it's a you know it's a natural fucking deal. And you got Ryan Bader, Gregor Musasi, all these guys, Rory, all these guys. Man. Yeah, and that's that's more you know. It's sad, man. The UFC is fucking sad between where they're not going, what they could do. The six thousand fucking fighters they have on their roster, it just the guys they the, don't. It makes the Fertitta brothers look like goddamn geniuses. You think they got out at the right time? Well, I, I guess that's a hard question because you don't. The UFC wouldn't be where it's at today if they would have stayed. I don't think. I don't think the Fertitta brothers would have done all this bullshit. No, Lorenzo. No. I feel like Lorenzo's a guy that's just like, no, fuck that. I know what I need to do. This is what we're gonna do. WME, who now owns the UFC, is like, oh, fuck it. Let's bring Brock Lesnar back in the title shot. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's purely financial, you know. That mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to sell a shitload of fucking pay-per-views. I, yeah. don't give a, I don't give a fuck. And, and, you know, a lot of people talk shit about Brock because of the, the WWE thing. But, I mean, he's, you look at his resume and he crushed Frank Mir. He submitted uh, Heath Herring. Yeah, he's got a win over Randy Couture, and I don't give a fuck if, if you know it's still Randy fucking Couture. Oh, fuck. You know, Nick. he's a he's a Division One national yes. wrestling champion. God damn it! You can't give you can't you can't give me the Randy Couture. I said it was a past his prime. I didn't say it was you know. I know, fucking, but it's, I know, I know. I didn't say it was like ripped pants against Fedor or Vitor Belfort. Randy I know, Couture. I know. I just. I'm not a Brock and, and I think that was a Dana White thing. He was like, no, no, I got something for you, Mr. Couture. <laughs> Tell us something. Brock, Brock, get in here. It's like the, you ever seen that movie Heartbreak Ridge where they, they bring the Swede in? Does that motherfucker not look like Brock Lesnar's, he could have been Brock Lesnar's dad? Fuck. The Fertitta brothers had it. They had it together. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not putting Brock as the goat. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. Come. I'm just, I just. Unless Brock listening, you know, is listening, and then of course, of course, of course he is. Every division. Fuck that. Let's go hunt some shit. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just the UFC is just so fucking. Right. Does he deserve a title shot? No, he does not. But he's going to sell a shitload of pay per views. I know. 
But God damn it, if I'm not a Stipe fan. Stipe should have the next fight. And hope I would like to see Brock beat DC, and then we get Stipe and Brock. Who does Brock have a better chance of beating, DC or Stipe? God, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm on my game tonight. Yeah, we should drink when we do this. Ep- episode, episode seven is on. And apparently, point. we will be soon with some fucking, <laughs> some fucking Irish whiskey. That's that's. Speak, yeah, yeah. Speaking I'm of, glad you, I'm glad you. Speaking of that. good decisions. So Robert Twelve, I bought three bottles, um, and I'm not I'm not going to say that we're in a partnership with Proper Twelve, but I can tell you that the final round podcast and Proper Twelve, we are currently in negotiations for the Proper Twelve to sponsor the final round fucking podcast, people. So. Fuck you. We're getting there, all right? We're gonna, like I said on Twitter, we're gonna take this shit to the top and we're gonna take you all with us. We hope we hope you're enjoying it. Um right, and you wanna offend us with cash if you wanna send that to any <laughs> any address we may provide. If we get sponsored by the proper twelve whiskey brand, I can promise you for the following probably three or four podcasts I'm gonna be fucking wasted. But you know what? It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be a fun ride. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make you answer this fucking question. Who Brock Lesnar has a better chance of beating DC or Stipe? DC. No. Yes. Why? I I disagree. I just think the I think that wrestling negates each other. I think Stipe just he does what Kane did. He st- he stands at his distance and picks him apart. DC DC's whole game is get in and wrestle with you. Brock, Brock Lesnar is not That's really true. the guy you want to fucking wrestle with. I don't That's give a true. fuck how big you are. No, you're right. I just my opinion. I could be dead wrong. No, 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 no. I, it's a good question, and I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I guess the he's scene, not going to roll over DC. If I'm right, he's not going to roll over him. You know. And you think DC wins? No, or you think you no. think Brock wins? I think, I think DC gets his payday with Brock. And, and Brock wins, and then we get Stipe oh, and Brock. And then I think we get DC Jones. and Jones, and Jones fucking murders him again. <laughs> Pisses clean, which... That's a big, that's a big... Well, yeah. you know, obviously he's got his life all worked out because you saw it fucking says so. But... <laughs> but you the, saw the, now Did joke. you... Do you remember, like, one of those tests he failed? He blamed it on, like, a fucking yes. sexual enhancement pill? Yes. I could. I didn't remember that until I read it the other day. And then, DC says, my dick works fine. Yeah, you know, I guess, you know, bones in the cage, but not bones Holy in the bedroom, shit, you know, man. I mean. You sound such a fucking joke now. I used to stand behind you sounding like a motherfucker. Uh, Tom Lawler's a big fan now, too. <laughs> Fabricio Verdumas, too. Holy well, shit! Well, for, you know. God for, damn it, man. Fabricio's fucking sample head muscles in it. Okay, so you say you say Brock beats DC. How does he beat him? Decision, knockout, what do you think? I think he just kind of overwhelms him. Decision, majority, unanimous. I could see him, you know, a replay of what he did to Frank Mir at UFC 100. Yeah. He, that is, you know, steroided up or not, that is a fucking so large big man. This is a guy who cuts to 265. That's insane. Because of, you know, a lot of that's because of <laughs> supplementation great dude i mean he is, he is literally the size of a goddamn grizzly bear holy fuck i just don't see it i don't see it i feel like goddamn i don't know why but i feel like every time i ask you I, who's gonna win i for some reason i always go against you and i don't want to he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking no, about not at all but i just 
It's always like, Nick, who do you think's going to win? This guy. No, 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 no. Definitely not. I have and then, stats and figures and, and two, charts. And, and then, then two then, weeks <laughs> later, I'm like, yeah, fucking Nick was right again. I just don't. I don't think Brock's going to beat DC. I don't think he's going to out-wrestle him. And I think DC is too good on the feet. So I asked the original question was, who, Brock has a better chance of being DC or Stipe. You said DC, and I say Stipe. Because Stipe's stand-up game, I'm not going to say was put into question against DC, but his camp was put into question against DC. His camp, but, you know, you're telling me he's not going to be motivated to fight Brock Lesnar? No, he will be, but I'm just saying. Just on the fact that he got passed up. Brock Lesnar's last fight was against. Overeem, was it not? Oh, it's a UFC 200, right? No, he fought after that. Oh, yeah, it was Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. He was at UFC 200 against Mark Hunt, and he he won, but they it got overturned because he failed his uh, sample, which was kind of bullshit anyway. Because they kind of they let him. He was on the retired list, and there's he's supposed to be in the USADA pool for four months. Yes. And they waived that to get him on the card. Did he win by? I know he won by decision, but was it like unanimous? I can't remember. Huh. I don't know, man. I just don't. I, you can't, no matter who fights him, whether it's DC, Steve A, obviously it's going to be DC, but you can't really go back and there's not a ton of tape on Brock because when he, when he beat Couture, when he beat Mir, when he. They were, they were fast. Yes. The only, I think, I want to say the Hunt, was it Hunt? Herring? Those went the distance. Um, Shane Carwin was what the second or third round he submitted him. Second round, because Carwin jumped all over him on the first, first round, round and had himself him, out. And then he yes. tri- uh, not triangle um, head and arm choked him, and mm-hmm. then um, Overeem and and uh, Kane got him out quick. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go against everything he said. I just don't. No, no. Stipe, Stipe. I just his his stand up really. After watching the fight a couple times, his his stand up really worries me. And Overeem was able to to rock him. DC was able to take advantage of him. And Stipe is one of my favorite fighters, top three favorite fighters for me. I just. But you got to remember, he's a heavyweight me. too. There's not a lot of those guys that aren't gonna you're yeah. aren't gonna be rocked when the other one hits him. Yeah. Stipe's a lean 265. Which, really, he's like 238. When he which plays. I think helps against Brock because that's, you know, Brock doesn't, he doesn't do well with movement. He's big up top, but he has, a, you know, his legs are skinny if you, you know, if you really look at him. Not that he's not generating fucking, you know, he's not going to spear through you when he tries to take you down, but he's not, you know, he's, he's big up top. That's yeah. a lot of upper body strength. And he's, you know, his day job is an upper body business. It's got it's guys with their shirts off, you know, flexing their muscles and shit. But all right. Well, episode seven's in the books. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a we had a great time with episode seven. I think this is one of our best episodes. So we really hope you enjoyed it. Well, we didn't even talk about the fucking FBI and shit. No. Fuck. All right, we're gonna have to dive into that just a little bit in episode eight. We're gonna come back right back with episode eight. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to be right back. Thank you so much for the support. Final round 11 at Twitter. Final round 18 at gmail.com is our email address. Thank you for the love, the support. 
Uh, we'll be getting right back with another new episode. So we're going to, we're going to put out a lot tonight. So uh, thank you for support.